last time on Dice Funk. I think at this point Boris has to be aware that like there is some sleight of hand going on, so he's probably not going to actually stab this demon with the sword. Even if I was killed on this plane, I would just go back to the abyss and then I'd have to, you know, buy a ticket to get back. It's not a big deal. I can only be killed in the abyss, so. Me and Sarah will be Dr. Kix and Dr. Meowvelis. It's kick time! And use some of the proceeds from our matches to help fund the clinic. He has predictive algorithms set up to try to predict what everyone will do so he can keep people as oppressed as possible. I mean... Do you have proof of any of these allegations? So one of the things I got was uh, I got a new otherworldly patron feature and I get beguiling defenses, which means I'm, I'm immune to being charmed. Mm-hmm. That is what I intend to find out through this experiment. I don't know if that means that eventually I might have to part ways from Ed to provide him his own vessel by himself. You confirmed that Katarina was dead. You sent your condolences, but you've been able to track her vitals. Has anything sort of strange happened with that? Several hours after that grenade went off, uh, she flatlined and was no more. So you're saying that the church is not in Valentine? Uh, is it underground? There was, secur- there was a security detail there. Guarding what? B- we didn't go to where they were guarding. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> the guards that we were avoiding on our first <laughs> on our first mission, our first heist. I was heist. thinking, I was like, there's no way it could be like underneath the first heist. That would be too much. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job, had second hand. Moms bounced on old man, so then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the go to. No goose, only way I begin the G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. This recording synced real nice with a reloop of Take Me Home Country Road. It's 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 got me pretty on right now. West Virginia. Mountain Mountain Mama. Mama. (laughs) (laughs) No NPCs. (laughs) That's how I need it. Just me and the world. Always online. I was already pessimistic about Bethesda actually making a good game, and then they did that. I'm like all hope is lost for me. PvP! West Virginia. Giant sloth monsters! Why are you all complaining about just, like, having to play with other people and make up your own story as you go? That's what we do on this show. Apparently we like making up our own stories. I don't trust Bethesda to allow people to make their own <laughs> stories. That's my, that's my problem. And I'm super hyped for it. I want to hear Todd Howard's RP t- tabletop podcast first, then we'll judge. Uh, I I use fireball on the door, and how does that go? How does that work? It just works. Door opens. Then you go on. <laughs> it just opens. It's just yeah. like Todd's podcast would have a lot of skeletons uh, as environmental storytelling. You guys would find a skeleton every two or three minutes. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Every skeleton happens to have a piece of paper attached to it that tells you its backstory and why it's there. It'd just be hours of Austin talking. <laughs> wait, 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 no, 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 no. That'd be, that'd be the Dark Souls storytelling method. Every single item has, like, extended lore that you somehow know as soon as you pick it up. I play games. Um, all right, we should probably jump in. We're getting pretty close to the end of the season, so let's just in media res this fool. 
Uh, you guys start this episode where the campaign began. At the end of episode one, you were moving through the subway tunnels. You guys took a turn off of the tracks into a dark, abandoned old lizard folk tunnel, and you came across a Drony Maloney, a uh, little cute drone with like a smiley face in the front, which opened up to reveal the barrel of a gun. <laughs> it chased you around, but you escaped. Um, and it's still down here patrolling, looking for you when you show up again. Is it the same model as our Drony Maloney? We don't have a Drony Maloney. We just have a Drony Drony. You guys have a Butler Bot, which is a different model. Uh, I thought you were going to say we start uh, where at the it? club. Yeah, we start no, the club. I thought you were going to say blissfully unaware. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like we all we we re meet at the same club that we met at the beginning mm-hmm. and do the same awkward sequence of trying to introduce each other. Yeah, I mean, you guys definitely can meet up at the club first. I just don't know how much there is to say there besides everyone looks at each other and goes, Okay, let's go to the tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when everything didn't suck as much? Oh, good times, good times. Well, I feel like things sucked. It was just, we were, as I said, blissfully unaware. Yeah. All right, so unless you guys want to establish anything or talk as you walk down the tunnels, we'll start uh, just around the corner. You guys are in the dark. Lizard folk tunnels underneath or between the two Valentines, really, but you know that they go off under the desert to what's called Old Valentine, the abandoned vil- uh, lizard folk villages. And uh, ahead of you, you see a Droney Maloney patrolling, uh, look, still looking for you. It's been looking for you for literally months. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> uh, can we can we dress up? Our, uh, actually, I've got an idea. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I want to use minor conjuration to try and conjure basically a Drony Maloney outfit for our butler bot. If we get George <laughs> shot, I'm never forgiving anyone. I'm not going to get George shot. I just want to make like a nice convincing precious cargo <laughs> drone outfit that we can have George wear. He has an AC of negative three and he has one hit point. Y'all. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Eight, eight three is pretty good, right? Oh, shit. Wrong George version. Is, George is at home in bed tucked in. Sketch is horny to talk about Thacko, y'all. Actually, okay, fine, fine. I'm gonna make a... I'm, I'm gonna use my minor conjuration to make what looks like a Drony Maloney, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna summon an unseen servant to hold it so it looks like it's a floating <laughs> throne. That's good. That's good shit. Is this a better idea? <laughs> I was just gonna say the 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 funnier the the fun line I was hoping for was I'm not gonna get uh, George shot. George will get George shot. Don't worry, he'll take care <laughs> of it. Uh, Laura, do you want to roll a deception to try to trick the Drony Maloney in here? Okay, I will. I will try this roll. Um, after the first episode aired, by the way, jo- uh, Johnny Maloney, former cast member of this show, sent me a DM which just said "Drony Maloney?" question <laughs> mark. Uh, I got a yep. I got a sixteen to deceive Johnny Maloney. Oh, <laughs> got wait, him. wait a yeah. minute. 16's pretty good. So your uh, it's an illusion, correct? And it would need to make an intelligence check to see through that. It's it's a it's it's a conjuration, so it's a physical object. Yeah, but it, the the it's still deception of it trying to see through. Hmm, is this thing really reality or is this thing fake reality? Hmm. All right, so you guys get up to the t- the tunnel it's patrolling. You can hear in the distance his voice. It's like, please surrender, intruders. You're only making this more difficult. <laughs> and it's been doing this for months Aww. and months down here. Uh, when you put your fake uh, drone into action in front of it, it sees it, you know, zooms in, flies over to it, and it says... <laughs> Drony Maloney unit, please identify yourself. Um, Frank's just going to kind of shout around from the corner and try and make it sound like it's coming from the new drone. Just like, 
Intruders detected this way. Nice. Uh, so with your 16, um, it's going to follow its brethren journey um, down, I guess, you know what? Down the tunnel you guys went down, which, you know, leads under Blackacre, the first heist. Yeah. So it goes that it's way. It's just away from where we want to be. Yeah. Where you want to be is the rest of these tunnels down here you didn't explore because there are just miles and miles and miles of them. Or if you'd prefer kilometers. I I personally prefer miles, but like oh, it's shit. cool. They, they do use both miles and kilometers in references to distances. I know we we use them like weirdly inconsistently. Yes, uh, I prefer me- I prefer meters in the small distances, but like miles for big ones. There's fifty euros of tunnels down here. <laughs> uh, one silver sterling. Fifty euro, fifty euros. But once you get to hundreds, then it becomes dollars for some reason. I don't know why. Fifty pence to the hay cent. So team loser makes their way down the dark tunnels, and there's going to be a long walk here as you guys uh, just work your way blind through these tunnels. There's no map to follow because no one's supposed to be down here. Well, I love walking. So one second here. So are we going to be like walking through these tunnels for hours or something? You know, mm, we'll find out first. Mm. What do you guys talk about to pass the time? How y'all feel about tunnels? I love tunnels. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. All, all I'm thinking, if we'd taken a different turn about 30 episodes ago, we could have we could had a much shorter adventure. Wow, maybe we could have just like won the whole campaign by punching Solomon right at the beginning, huh? Also, he probably would have known we were coming and shot us dead on sight, you know? Wait, what's a campaign? Whoa. Just that long stare to the camera by everyone before. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> So I would like to make an attempt to try and notice any particular particular tracks that might be associated with a humanoid, like pseudo pseudo Bane, you know, Kraken fake, whatever it is, um, <laughs> has been going back and forth from Solomon. Is that possible for me to try to check to see if I can find any tracks or any sort of markings that would indicate uh, a particular route that someone would have taken? Survival check. All right. 19. 19, very good. Um, so, you do not find humanoid tracks down here. In fact, it does not look like there are any tracks, which you find probably a little confusing, at which point, with a 19, you hear something coming down the tunnel, and you have ample time to get the team to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, you go down a kind of fork to a different tunnel as something's coming this way, and you hide around the corner, and you peek out, and you see there are three of the spiky drones which do not have names as far as you know, um, because they are not mass market models. They seem to be like personal Solomon Luna models. Um, they are, they have like little spikes on them, which project a holograms you've seen. Um, there are three of them and they are using some sort of uh, magic or technology to levitate parcels like containers. And they're floating down the tunnel, carrying them back the way you came. God, he loves to make everything spiky. Uh, let's go the way that those guys came from. Mm. So real quick, before we start doing that, I do actually want to have a quick conversation with the group about something, uh-huh. uh, which is to say, so when we find Solomon, um, yeah. are we killing him or what are we doing? We can punch him and then put him in jail, right? I mean, <laughs> punch jail. Yeah. Punch him so hard. He flies right to jail. Well, if we're going to have him arrested, we need to make sure that there's actually evidence of what he's done and everything on that regard. 
Um, also, I imagine there probably will be evidence in his secret lair. <laughs> I know that you're not maybe not super keen on this. I don't know. Reese, you do have the ability to like reshape reality. That seems like that might be a good ace in the hole to have for non-violently taking him down. I can't reshape reality. I can reshape someone's perception of their reality, though. I don't know if it's gonna necessarily work with Solomon. It depends on kind of the situation we're opposed to, we're presented with. Also, it's really morally dubious to do so. <laughs> well, as I found out and kind of knew already, but I had to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if you can convince him to like, if if we can incapacitate him, maybe you could you could convince him. Show us where the evidence of your wrongdoing is. That might be a useful thing to do. I mean, don't you have a spell that lets you, like, take control of someone's mind and force them to do things? I, I suppose I do as well. It's- <laughs> Heroes! <laughs> that seems more helpful than me being able to be like, you took a really nice vacation once. Look at this photo. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Uh, God damn it. I feel like that's morally better than killing him. Still not great, I'm aware. <laughs> As noted, there's the possibility we'll find out more information that we can use. In his secret lair, that's why it's a secret. We might just stumble into his evidence room, who knows. Beep boop, look at this graph. <laughs> Every time I do, it makes me laugh. I was also thinking, hmm, should we steal some of those parcels? Hmm. On the like possibility that we don't find evidence, though... Are we arresting him with the idea that he might just be able to get out of it? Or, you know, are we going to do what we've ultimately ended up doing with every other supervillain we've fought? An idea will arise when the time is right. If we assume anything, there's a good chance that those assumptions will be changed. So adaptability is the key thing here. So we're, we're doing my favorite plan, which is winging it. Yeah, if we've learned anything doing all this, it's that no matter how much planning we do, we are going to have to think on the fly because we are not good planner aheaders. Love to wing it. Yeah. Beep boop. Krakow! Gotta wing it. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of morally, there's a lot of morally questionable ways we could do this. We do own the courts. We, we have the Ability to probably make a conviction stick. Not that that is the right way to handle this. I... <laughs> We're the heroes, right? To stop the crime, we must become crime. <laughs> become the crime you wish to stop in the world. Your conspiracy can't outdo our conspiracy, old man. Ha! Checkmate. Oh, I really wish... I really wish Graves hadn't flushed down all of my anti-anxiety medicine now. <laughs> Today feels like a day I'd really need it. I actually do genuinely really like the idea that the society is so messed up that you have to become messed up to stop it being messed up because yeah. that's a very real thing that happens in politics a lot. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. the drones carrying the parcels move past and you guys continue on your adventure um, down these tunnels. Eventually... Um, after a good amount of walking and talking about the morals of what you're doing, which is what all that last scene was, you reach the end of a tunnel. Um, there are obviously more. Like I said, this desert is effing enormous. But you get to the source of these drones, which is a the mouth of a tunnel that opens up onto a bluff uh, over which you can see the remains of an old Valentine village. 
Um, it's laid out before you uh, at a much lower elevation, almost like a valley. And you can see it stretching off as far as you can see. It's very dark down here. There are bioluminescent uh, like lichen and moss and stuff, which is both a real thing, but more it, it's more so in this fantasy world. So you can see it's this gloomily lit uh, it's basically an old timey village, like a lot of huts, a lot of wooden structures, very plain. Um, the lizard folks were, uh, you know, created by a deity who only believed in survival. So they don't, they don't have like ornate things. They don't really have jewelry or baubles. Um, not all. Love to bobble. <laughs> this is a generalization, but it's a very plain, simple village you see before you. Um, a couple of things to note about it is one is nothing really looks damaged or disturbed. This place was abandoned, but it, it doesn't it wasn't subjected to like the elements, the sun and the rain and the wind. It just looks like everyone was raptured almost. That's not true. I'm not putting in like um jealous. That's not like foreshadowing. It just looks like that because they abandoned it and it was just left here, mm-hmm. which is why like a lot of archaeological artifacts are like, you know, semi pristine just because the elements haven't worn them away. Uh, another thing to note is you guys do see a small church, um, kind of like a one room schoolhouse kind of church. You can't see the end of this village, though. So there could be more. Remember, uh, Graves said find the churches, plural. But you see that um, you do you do not see any living creatures whatsoever. Hmm. Do we have any kind of, like, mobile or GPS signal down here? I'm assuming no? No. Absolutely no contact with the surface from this point forward. Okay. I was basically just trying to work out, like, if we were underneath anything, but... uh, Right. The church seems like a good place to start looking. Uh, Off topic, I guess, or out of character. Uh, Did we ever specifically find out what the horror was a reference to, or is that specifically still yet to be deciphered yeah yetzer hara is a hebrew phrase it means the evil inclination it was a name that some lizard folks gave to whatever group solomon luna's ancestor saint luna started um there's some deliberate ambiguity in this theology stuff because it's confusing just like real world religion the um, example i would give you is like there is a major religion in the world today that believes that being rich is evil and yet they preach something called the prosperity gospel, which says that being rich is good. The literal exact opposite of what their holy book teaches. Well, who hmm. could that be? I'm not calling out any religions by name. I'm just saying religion is complicated and often contradictory. Hmm. So it, there is confusion about what exactly St. Luna started, what they believe in. I gave a, f- a bunch of names, like some of them were fake. Um, one of them, one of them was just a reference to another podcast. Like y- it is deliberately confusing what they believe in and who they are. But the Yetzar Hurrah was specifically a reference to some lizard folks saying that they're not doing the proper teachings of just survival. They have given into the evil inclination to use the survival as an excuse to indulge like e- their, you know, their other wants. So that's what that means. Gotcha. This is a great time for questions, by the way. <laughs> if anybody has any questions, now is the time to ask. After this, I don't know what happens, but it's not going to be question time. So this is already kind of giving some possible insights as to what Solomon's whole thing might be. Mm-hmm. We don't even know if he has a body. I, I, I'm not saying we, we know that either way or one way or another. I'm just saying... It gives some insight into kind of some of the mentality that might be relevant to what. Oh no! I just realized that we don't even know if he has like a physical. 
That is a good point. Or at the point is we might not even be able to punch him. Hey, 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 hey. What's wrong with not having a physical form? We have one person in this party who doesn't have a physical form, and you don't have any problems with him yet. Frank wants to go investigate the church. All right, Frank, you go ahead. You yeah. open the door of the one-room schoolhouse-style church. It's a pretty simple building. As you open it, the door creaks, and there's, like, some dust. Um, you do not think people come here at all, basically. I was going to say very often. Mm. No, that might be misleading. No one goes here. It's been abandoned for generations. Okay. It's dusty as fuck. Is there, like, a secret trap door? <laughs> yeah. I want to investigate for things. Yes. Everybody who wants to roll investigation, roll investigation. Group roll. I'm also I'm also going to roll stealth at one point just to try to be as quiet as I can. 20. 16. 19. Uh, 25. Jesus Christ. We're so good. Yikes. On bikes. Y'all crushed that to fit. My stealth is only 13. Anyways. Yeah. So Ed uh, crouches a little lower than everybody. Uh, you guys start looking through this place. It's a very small church. Uh, there's just a couple rows of pews and a little pulpit. You guys see the symbol of Semuanya, the lizard folk god, who is, it's an egg. Um, because survival is really just passing your genes on to the next generation. That's all he cared about. Having babies. You gotta live long enough to fuck. Yes. it's <laughs> You guys are in the church of the fuck. Um, <laughs> can't make that the title. Um, but yes, it's, it's just a pulpit. There's some a bunch of egg symbols. There's uh, egg symbols on like the, the stained glass, on all the books. Uh, everything's dusty. No one comes in here. You guys find some books with all those incredible rolls. I'm going to say you guys flip through some of them and you start reading. Um, the important thing to get out of this lore is that what how Solomon conducts himself is not in line with Semuanya. He's a bad lizard. <laughs> Semuanya would say the hoarding of extreme amounts of wealth is beyond survival. In fact, it makes you a target, which lowers your survivability. And also, if the community doesn't have enough money to survive, you're lowering their survival. So this whatever Solomon's up to, and there seems to be some kind of connection with the church, it is not, let's say purist he's not yeah. a um orthodox semelania follower he's not furthering the survival of the many and he's also painted like we are on our way to go and deal with him that's not good for his survival if we look at our track record <laughs> yeah um so as you guys are reading about this and f- looking around this room um in the distance you hear music Ugh. uh specifically you hear Captain Katarina Krakenbane's entrance music. Oh, man. Uh, it's in the distance far. It's so faint at first. Um, in fact, right under a pew. In fact, um, as I'm editing this, it'll be slowly fading in for like the last minute. Um, but it's st- it still sounds very far away. Um, Lenora, make a wisdom saving throw. Ugh, I was like, oh, I'm going to look for a trapdoor. It'll be so much fun. It's time to rep your brand. Let's see if your brand can outbrand the other brand that's going on right now. 17. Not good enough. Oh, no. <laughs> 17 is very high, but it's not good enough, which might tell you something. Um, So, Lenora, Oops. you duck behind a pew when you hear Katarina's music, and you start feeling very strange. Uh, you feel like goosebumps break out again. You have fur. I don't know how that changes the feeling, but your your skin starts feeling weird, and you feel extremely 
aware of your body. It reminds you of taking Equinox, where usually you feel like the perfect version of Lenora. You feel like pure and powerful. You feel like a ghost of that, and your whole body feels strange. Can I switch, uh, do a Nox Rage to negate the effects of whatever's happening, or no? Not yet. Uh. You, you rolled, uh, this took you by surprise. You hear a voice in your head say, Attack! Everyone in the room, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh. Oh, but how about no? Uh, 17. I'm going to guess that's not good enough. That is. This is a different DC. 11. Fail. Oh, no. 17. Success. Uh, 23. Crit. Crit. Nice. Okay, everybody but uh, Reese saves. Oh. Uh, So Reese take full. Everyone else take half. Uh, uh, four damage. <laughs> so Lenora, your MP3 player comes on, blaring white noise, and a portal opens up in this room, and milky tentacles come out as the Bitch. the room is buffeted by uh, unnatural cold, and everyone takes damage as these uh, otherworldly tentacles begin buffeting them. Um, Lenora just attacked you guys. It wasn't on purpose, I promise. Ed and Bardis have guns out already. Um, Do not shoot me, please. I mean, they have guns out already. I mean, because they heard, they can hear Kraken Bane's music, right? Yes, everyone can hear Kraken Bane's music. Only Lenora heard the voice. Hello, friends. There's a voice in my brain. Does that sound like Solomon? Yes, exactly like Solomon. Ah, oh, little fucking bitch. So you hear that, and uh, Ed pulls out his guns. The music's still blaring in the distance. Um, Lenora, make another wisdom saving throw. No, it's a nine. It is a nine. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, you cast Crown of Madness on Ed as he pulls out his guns. Ed, saving throw. Is wisdom save versus 16? I rolled a 19. Nice. So Ed, you save. Uh, Lenora's MP3 is still blasting white static. Uh, tries to uh, charm you with the spell that she used to defeat Algernon earlier in the season, but you resist its thrall. Um, once again, Lenora cowering under a pew seems to be fighting off some magical force. So can we go over and just like unplug her MP3 player just to like prevent her from using? Unplug it from what? <laughs> just like, I don't know how your spellcast works, but guys, can we just take your MP3 player then? So you don't have a spellcasting focus, so you can't spellcast us if you get mind controlled again? If you take away her, her focus, she won't be able to use uh, spells that require the material component. Yeah, let's do that real quick. Just be like, hey, let's hold on to your death MP3 player so you stop trying to murder us. The problem, one of the problems I'll Lenora, make a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) Seven. You fail. Reese comes over and tries to take your uh, MP3 and you punch her in the throat with your glove gun. Your glove, your knife gut glove. Knife glove is the word I'm trying to say. I have a, I have a plan for when, for when you're done doing this damn hitch. You could roll as high as you want. Unless it's a magic glove, it's not actually going to hurt, Reese. Yeah, I'll, I love that then. So Lenora just, uh, the blade shinks out of her glove and she just punches you full bore in the throat. And it doesn't hurt at all, but it was it's pretty scary for your friend to <laughs> knife punch you in the throat. Yeah, my bad. I don't need your MP3 player. It was just a suggestion. I'll go off in this corner. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to slide my MP3 player across the floor to Frank. Uh, Frank is gonna is gonna grab it, and we will wait and see for a second if if Lenora keeps attacking. While this is happening, Ed and Martis are moving outside the church. 
Okay, you open the doors and you look outside and you see, um, you have to like walk up the road a little bit towards the music. Mm-hmm. You see there is a larger church at the edge of town. Um, that seems to be, it's where it's coming from. Back in the church, Lenora, uh, you hear this voice in your head again, and it, it's just saying, attack, attack, attack. I'm gonna yell, no, fuck you. <clears throat> All right, so what happens is uh, this force tries to seize control of your body. You can feel your blood inside, like almost boiling, and your skin mm. moving across, like your whole body freaking out. Unfortunately, uh, you have a fey warlock feature, which prevents me doing this thing I've been waiting the entire campaign to do to you. Mm. Do you want to tell the audience about it? Because you mentioned it, but they probably forgot. It's your level 10 feature. Yeah, it's the one I just got. The Beguiling Defenses. Yep. Yeah, I forgot I got that. <laughs> Good thing I did not. I just never thought I was going to be able to use it. Yeah, weird. I didn't plan this. No matter who was playing this character, the same thing would have happened. It just so happens you picked a feature and then negates this character's thing. Uh, I have a thing called Beguiling Defenses. So I'm immune to being, I have immunity to being charmed. Uh, and I can use a reaction to charm them back. I can try to. Um, I'm glad I remembered like a minute ago you had that because I was going to try and do dominate person to stop you attacking us. And then I was like, oh, mm, mm, no, no. All right. So I'm going to use a reaction to charm them back. All right. So the, something tries to seize control of your mind. Um, using your fey connection to the Buttery Spirits Corporation, <laughs> they have endowed mm, so you. So buttery. Yeah, they have endowed you with mind shielding technology. So whenever it tries to grab your mind, you, you use judo, mind judo, and you blast them back. And across that connection, you seize control of their mind. So for a second, Lenora, you see out of the eyes of what is trying to control you. You see yourself on a stage. Uh, you are high up, as if like in rafters or in a balcony. You're high up, mm-hmm. and you know that because you can see the top of Solomon Luna's head below you. Uh, there is uh. a lizard folk on the stage below you. He's uh, spiny. Uh, he looks exactly like Solomon Luna does. Uh, he appears to be physical. He's not a hologram, although there is the spiny drone next to him. And then out in front of the stage, you see just thousands of pews, like a mega church. It's 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 enormous, like the biggest auditorium you've ever seen. Um, and for a second, you have control over this thing whose eyes you are seeing out of. You are about to lose it. You have one action before this connection drops. Ah, uh, so much pressure. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm thinking too small. There's so much power. Yeah, you feel extremely powerful the way you feel when you take Equinox. Uh, Solomon, it looks like Solomon is the one casting the spells. Can I? Uh, Solomon is standing below you. Yeah. He's standing there. He has a drone next to him. He doesn't seem like he's doing anything. He's standing there. The thing that's trying to take your mind is the thing you're controlling, which you do not know what it is. Control Solomon's mind. Not how this works. <laughs> I would. Well, if, this, if the thing you're controlling can control minds, use it to control. No, souls. no, no. It, 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 it's a re, it's a reaction to being to attempting to being charmed. That's what it is. So yeah. Um, uh, Lenora counterhacked this character. Essentially, yeah. Can I break its harpoon gun? <laughs> I don't know. That's dumb. I don't know. This is hard. Uh, attack! Attack Solomon while he's not expecting it. Yeah. Can I just fucking tackle him? 
You don't have to ask questions. Tell me what you do. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have this thing fucking just take down Solomon. All right. Uh, so you in this, you're looking out of this thing's eyes. You look down, you see Solomon Luna, you see him with his drone and you attack him instinctively. You bring down your arm. Uh, you're not really used to these appendages. You don't really understand what they are, how they work. You just kind of blindly swing down and you bring down your claw on top of his head and you crush him. Oh, um, like someone rolling up a tube of toothpaste, you smash him and his guts explode out of his eyes and mouth and his head pops off. Oh. And his guts are sprayed over the pews in this church. So we don't need to do the second session tonight then, right? <laughs> we, we've wrapped it up. Yeah, we didn't kill him. I'm sure this other guy is totally cool. Yeah. Oh, I feel kind of bad because thorny lizards are really cute. So that hole, we weren't going to kill him, huh? <laughs> I wasn't trying to kill him. I was just trying to, like, glomp him. You, you did not know your own strength. Yeah, clearly. I'm too, oh, God, we're going to fight this thing. It's so strong. Um, And as the connection severs, Lenora, you realize you were looking down on him as if from a balcony or something, as I said. No, that's just how tall it is. Jesus Christ. And your huge lumbering arm, like a... <laughs> Redwood, like a redwood trunk comes down and just <sighs> turns them inside out with its pure force. This is Solomon, correct? That that got they got that got turned inside out. Didn't predict that predict that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he did not predict that, no. You know what this reminds me of? Did anyone play Fable 2? Yeah. No. And you spend the whole fucking game like getting to the bad guy, uh-huh. and then you just shoot him in the middle of a monologue, and there's a final fight. I'm getting like <laughs> strong vibes from that. Then we came all the way into this dude's lair, and then he just got smashed. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that that whole subplot has been building up the whole thing, and Lenora, Lenora just had an ability that countered it. So that's the way the cookie crumbles. Sometimes I could have made up. I could have made up like, oh, he's immune to it. Ooh, but no, that's just not how it works well um am i cool now uh lenora you still feel your body feels extremely strange but the thing is stop trying to take over your mind because of what you did well let's go <laughs> confront the giant squish machine giant squish machine what wait am i the final boss now <laughs> what, what do you mean giant squishing machine uh, I was in, uh, something was in my mind, and then I got in its mind, because I'm cool and good, <laughs> and, and then I, I was just like, what do, there's a Solomon, let's just tackle him, but instead of, like, tackling him, I squished his entire body with, like, a hand, so it's a very big thing. Can you tell us anything about what you were? Uh, large. Ed is at the other church, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go catch up. Well, uh, you, he left without telling anyone, so... All right, so, Ed, you walk over to the other church. This one's bigger. This is more like a normal-sized church, um, the one you might see in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you open up the double doors, and inside, there are you know rows and rows of pews, not dusty. People do come this one. In fact, the audience would recognize it as the scene where Solomon Luna had a conversation with Krakenbane about Professor Blackwood and Inspector Graves. This is the church from that scene. Obviously, the player characters don't know that, just pointing it out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's this church. You guys see there's this, or Ed, you see that there's the symbol of Semuanya's egg above the altar. You see that there are lit candles. It is uh, bright in here. And standing in front of the pulpit, 
with a harpoon is Krakenbane. And well, basically, the the both the the two pairs of guns are sort of drawn and pointed at Krakenbane, and Mardis uh, calls out to Krakenbane because he does not see he does not see anything that would be closely even Solomon, right? You do not see Solomon, and this is not. I mean, you wouldn't know this; only Lauren yeah. knows this. But you do not see a mega church. This is a normal church, yeah. so it's not the stage with a million pews. This is just a regular building, and. Huh. Krakenbane is in front of the pulpit. Where's Solomon? Where's Luna? Krakenbane says, and it's kind of muffled by the helmet, so you can't tell exactly the voice that what it is. So, um, you'll meet him soon enough. Roll initiative. Oops, smushed him. Uh, eighteen, and I see that they get they get advantage on there. Cool. Well, they 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 have initiative advantage in this case because they beat me. Uh, 23. All right. Yeah. So Krakenbane leaps uh, off the pulpit into the aisle between the pews and just charges at you with its harpoon and it's going to attack you. So mm-hmm. that's how this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Attack, attack, attack. Uh, so it's a 24 hit and then a botch. So let me roll damage. Mm-hmm. 10 damage as Krakenbane runs up the aisle, stabs you and does a swing, giving you an opening. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, you get an extra attack on your turn. All right. As it, as it leaves itself wide open with its just wicked stance. Ed shifts aside after he takes the hit, uh, and the two pairs of hands line up and take shots. Um, Ed's going to shoot twice with Coda. So 30 and 20. <laughs> hit, hit. Um, and I'll have a, a, a Martis shoot with uh, a Celerando, which is the other. Oh, that's right. It's a 21 on that third attack. Mm-hmm. So all three hit. Nice, yeah. Is that how it's pronounced? I always said accelerando. It's accelerando. Accelerando is what it would be. I, I think that's. I think that's an appropriate pronunciation. It's also. An, I know it's a musical term, but it's also a very important work of science fiction, which I would say mildly influenced this campaign. To to clarify, this is something I came up with in the last little bit. There are th- the three game. There's three guns that Ed has. They each have a different name. Ed's gun. He started the campaign with his uh, tempo. The pistol he got from Aram is a Celerando, and the one that he got from Heller, as I noted, is Coda. Is is what it is. Um, I, I didn't bother doing the uh, marking it quite yet, just because it's sort of like a snap reaction to what was happening. So that's sort of my just that's my justification for that. Why I didn't do Hunter's mark yet? I will use uh. The, I will roll the damage real quick here. So that's going to be 6d6 plus... Oh, boy. <laughs> so many. Uh, plus 12 and... So 66 plus 22 damage. That's 39 damage on that barrage of shots at Krakenbane. And if anything, the rest of the party should hear like the sound of gunshots in the distance as... Ed starts to get going to business. We, we were all on the way there anyway, assuming that that's where smushed up toothpaste Solomon was. So, <laughs> like, we'll get there when we can. It's too small. And then, uh, lastly, he will use his bonus action to invoke his planar warrior ability and pick uh, Krakenbane as sort of his, as sort of the target of his planar warrior benefits, which will be relevant the next time he lands with an attack. And that'll be his turn. 
So Krakenbane runs down the aisle, stabs Ed, uh, does another wild swing. Ed dodges, bam, 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 shoots her three times, point blank. Mm. Uh, blood spurts out. That's something notable, is that this thing bleeds. It's going to attack again. Uh, 24, 14, 13. So one hit. Uh, 10 damage, stabbed again, and it's Ed's turn. Uh, the party's running up. You guys you know, see uh, Ed dueling Krakenbane, but there's going to be one more round here before you catch up. Um, at this point, Ed you know, takes the second hit. He will use his bonus action to invoke uh, Hunter's Mark on Kraken Bane to sort of leverage as much chance he can for the damage to work. He will do an attack with um, Coda. Uh, 30 will hit. Hit. That will be all force damage. So that'll be 3d6 plus. <laughs> this is like Ed just has the heavy damage loadout here going on here. 3d6 plus 8 plus 1d8 force damage. That's 25 on the first shot. Yikes, my gikes. And then the second shot from Mardis, uh, 20 again. Hits. 11. So that's 36 damage on the second volley there. Yeah, 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 yikes. All right, so you shoot uh, Krakenbane again and again. Uh, it's just bleeding freely from all these gunshot wounds. It doesn't seem to be uh, it's like some invincible Terminator. It does seem like it's feeling that. It's bleeding and, you know, panting and seems like it hurt pretty badly by this. Um, during, during, yeah, in, during this, it's like, uh, during this, uh, at one point, uh, uh, Mardis is even asking, um, who are you? Why are you posing as Krakenbane? Uh, <laughs> Krakenbane just laughs and attacks again. Uh, well, Botch, bot, uh, yeah, botch, miss, 26. So with the first swing, its uh, spear goes flying wildly, and then it just tries to tackle you. Uh, strength contest. Oof. All right. Uh, eight. Eight. Uh, I, I rolled this eight. I rolled it. You rolled a seven. I rolled an eight. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So as the rest of the party runs up to the second church, you see uh, Krakenbane and Ed tussling in the middle of the aisle between the pews. Krakenbane is bleeding everywhere. Ed is dented up, but I mean, he was fighting a gunfight with a spear, so he's looking OK. You guys see this, though. What do you do? Um, Frank wants to try and cast Dominate Person on Krakenbane. All right, so that's a wisdom saving throw, not to be dominated. Yeah, that's a wisdom save to not be uh, to not be charmed. Crit. So uh, Krakenbane is not charmed. Okay, that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that that does not work. They are tuss- tussling on the floor, and Ed gets the upper hand. Like you know, rolls Krakenbane under him, um, has the advantage. You could just say, "I shoot Krakenbane in the head," and you win this fight if you want. Uh, no, I will. Mardis's hands holds Coda aimed at Krakenbane's face, Ed is going to pull the mask off. Ed, you reach down and grab hold of the Thorny Devil uh, helmet, yep. which is kind of like a fighter pilot uh, helmet, full head covering but with spikes, yep. and you yank it off as this bleeding gunshot person below you struggles, mm-hmm. and you are greeted with the face of a Thorny Devil lizard folk. It looks very much like a young Solomon Luna. Is it a Luna clone? Uh, Ed will keep the gun. Uh, Martis will keep the gun trained, and Ed will simply just hold his position over this uh person and then ask directly, "Who are you? <laughs> you really haven't figured it out. I just want to hear you say it. How about I show you? Yeah, show us, you little bitch. He he, like licks his lips. 
Ugh. Stop it. Could that. just tell us that that works too. The figure, I'm going to keep calling him Kraken Bane, uh, rolls out from under Ed if you let him. Ed taps him with Planar Warrior and then lets him roll aside as Ed picks up a Chelorondo. Uh, Kraken Bane, like, shakily gets to his feet, like, using this, the harpoon as a, you know, walking stick. Mm-hmm. Um, looks back, actually, at Reese for a moment, and they lock eyes, but he doesn't say anything. Um, and then turns back and begins walking to the back of the church. There's a door back here at the back of this church. I'm following. Yep, following. Yeah. Let's follow. Guns trained, but, nothing, but you know, not shooting. <laughs> the bleeding Kraken Bane was like, like absolutely spurting from, what, I don't know, nine gunshots. It was hard to keep track. Um, um, it was a total of one, two, three, five gunshots that did a total of, I think, 75 damage. Kraken Bane opens the door, and you guys see that in the back of this church, there's actually more stuff back here. Um, it's not just this opening room. There are a bunch of... Uh, machines they kind of look like mri machines are you guys familiar yeah Mm -hmm. big big scary science too it's a solomon clone factory um so you guys have never seen a 3d printer in person in character because they're very rare and expensive but you have now um inside of these white they're like tables that have full cylinders around them and you kind of slide inside they are bristling with what are called extruders like metal arms with like almost like syringes that spray out Mm -hmm. uh, biological stuff in the real world we can 3d print organs it's very difficult and expensive and there's a lot of complications but this is a fantasy world in which the technology works we already know that beatrice beauregard was printed bird the bear was printed um and like yeah westworld but with lizard yeah yes correct lizard world um in fact um as you guys walk in here you see there are several more kraken banes being printed no um and luna just laughs and says it's so hard getting a dependable workforce it took so much time Hmm. to edit in other memories so this is your idea of survival, huh? Take us to the real Luna. <laughs> survival. Hmm. What does survival mean to you? It means something else entirely to me. You'll learn that. Well, it means some it meant something to your religion. It meant, you know, everyone surviving, not just you the individual. <laughs> My religion. <laughs> uh, you'll see why that's funny soon. Why did you bother with the whole Kraken Bane disguise? The Solomon bodies are very compliant, very faithful, but they lacked that je ne sais quoi, that fighting spirit. I have your friend to thank for that. It came with a lot of trauma as well, but it's tied to all of those important memories. So you could you could program these bodies to be whatever you want, but using someone's memories creates an imperfect clone, just like Project Eternity always seemed to imply. The clone is perfect. It's the personality. They always insist on free will. It's inefficient. Katarina <laughs> knew what it took to win. That's why she was the perfect solution to the problem we had tried to solve for so long 
Do you still have the original Katarina somewhere? Bones. So are these ones here alive? Or do you need to put consciousness in them? Um, one of the one of the Kraken Banes sits up and says, Ow! Everything hurts! Ah! <laughs> and the one that ta- that's talking to you with all the gunshots says, Fresh nerves. Very unpleasant. What's the big giant thing? Um, as you say that, you hear uh, footsteps from the room you just left. Are they big? No, they're just more Kraken Banes. Oh, okay. I would say a squad. Uh, so the ones waking up and the one the ones entering the church, there's about a dozen now. They all have harpoons. They can all suck my dick. <laughs> it would have been easier if you died, but this could be useful too. Is there any way out of here other than the way we came in? Good question. Um, I would imagine there's probably a side door that's probably locked, um, but they don't, they're not attacking you. In fact, they seem to be like gathering around to escort you. And there's more, like every, there's more showing up all the time. And they're surrounding the building. Like there's just cracking Banes everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one you guys have been talking to, Kraken Bane Prime, if you will, says, Reese, do you know why I quit wrestling? You're not her. <laughs> As if you knew the real her, me, us. I know you. I remember the way you looked at me, the way it felt when we touched. Um, at this point, um, like standard sort of like hammer cock back sort of <laughs> motion happens on one of the guns and <clears throat> Martis in the body just says, please, there's no need for further antagonization on this part. I just wanted to share. I knew when I won and they were just going to give the belt away that if the game was rigged, I may as well just take the biggest prize. If it's all fake, what's holding you back? Oh, I want to do something here, but I feel like it's going to shake the tone to a really dark place. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. If it's one in your head, I'd just say go, go with your gut. Mm, I'll hold off for the moment. There's still time to potentially do it. Okay, what do you say to Kraken Bane antagonizing you with Katarina's memories that have been implanted in it so that the Solomon, the 3D printed Solomon Lunas could fight? Because that's what they did. Uh, you know, this is subtext. I'm making text just in case people are confused. Uh, Katarina got her arm blown off and rather than take her to the hospital, so- Solomon Luna arranged to have her brought to a Project Eternity machine so that her memories could be uploaded. And we've established with Scale that uploading kills the original person. Mm-hmm. Um, so Katarina has been dead the whole time. Not a fake death. It's really dead, which is what Aaron said to y'all. But, uh, since then, Solomon Luna has been using Katarina's memories, most specifically her fighting, you know, experience, expertise, uh, to improve (laughs) the bodies he has, which is a thing that I feel like you guys kind of figured out a while ago. There's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. But the best plot twists are ones that make sense in hindsight. So I'm glad everyone's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so Chris, just like out of character question, like if these things have Katarina's memories, how viable do you think it is to try and have Reese get through to them? I think it 
it would be dishonest to try to be like to try to say we could sway them with Reese since Katarina's last act was to essentially say, well, it sucks if Reese dies, but I don't care at this point. That's 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 fair. Yeah, I've I'm playing this this Kraken Bane as a combination of Solomon Luna and the way Chris and I have discussed Katarina, mm-hmm. which was at the end, she was totally willing to kill her best friend. Like she's a bad person and that's what makes her so useful to Solomon. So, so Reese reacts to this without saying anything. Uh, her face is a bit more stern and angry than normal. Uh, but there's a, a very obvious sort of pain in her eyes as she kind of looks upon what is this weird, twisted facade of her former friend, I guess is the best way to sort of put it. Uh, but she has not said or done anything yet in response. She's at this point seemingly just listening. All right. So at this point, the room just fills up with Kraken Banes who, you know, at harpoon point are going to try to lead you out of this uh, place to the mega church. Do any of you resist or say anything or do anything? I do not resist. Yeah, I want to I wanna see what this big boy is. Ed, <laughs> Ed. Ed and Mardis will get their the guns back into their, their respective holsters with the you know smooth efficiency that they've practiced for so long. It's just sort of like uncanny how quickly they can just get those guns out of sight. I'm gonna take my MP3 player back from Frank. <laughs> yeah, they don't try to stop you. They're they they feel like, oh, they have you totally outnumbered and they're gonna, you know, they have things well in hand. So they start leading you down uh the road at Harpoon Point. There's like two columns of them on either side of you. And the church was on the outskirts of town. So they actually lead you a little bit outside of town. You can see like in the distance, this mega church. It's like the size of a sports stadium. It's just unreasonably large. It's enormous. It's almost blasphemous. While while we're walking, uh, Frank's just going to be humming uh, Sandstorm because he no longer has the MP3 player. He's a little bummed out. (laughs) Ed might... I'm trying to think if, if he would... He he wouldn't ask Reese at the moment to get healed, but he's just he's just walking along with the. Yeah, at this point, if you guys want to roll hit dice, this can count as a short rest. Mm, okay. Um. Yeah. As you guys walk, uh, Kraken Bane Prime says, "The original plan was to mind control me." <laughs> no, before that, Project Eternity wasn't just for the the heads of Crown. It was for everyone. If the transfer would have been perfect, if the 3D printed person was the same, we could sell everyone a brand new body at the end of their life, and they would have to take out a massive loan to pay for it, and then spend the rest of that life working it off. But it wouldn't be enough. The interest, it builds and it builds, and you can't pay it off, so we can't let you die. And you have to buy another and another forever. God, you guys are dicks. This is one of those weird DJ Khaled sort of things. We just get <laughs> another. You buy another one and another one. And you don't eat pussy. Yes. <laughs> 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 Fucking dunk on him. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Martis just sort of. That seems like a unnecessarily inefficient ruse. But 
<laughs> I'm not a business person, so I wouldn't understand. Frank now just feels zero guilt about eventually, like, no, oh, no, no, yeah, no, I'll kill this. these people. This, <laughs> this is literal evil incarnate shit going on. You wouldn't pay for immortality? I don't have to pay. People line up weeks in advance for cell phones. You don't think they'll pay any price to live forever? Listen, buddy, I don't really like like this life that I'm living now, so I don't want to add more to (laughs) it. The the idea of, like, this going... Like, life having finite limits is kind of why it's great. God, it's reassuring. Yeah. (laughs) I can screw up and eventually it'll be done. Also, unlike... Unlike you, my current state of lack of mortality is not contingent on money or fancy printers, so. (laughs) His evil plan defeated by the fact that millennials don't want to live. So dark. Millennials don't want to live, and and people who've lived over millennia don't really care anyway, so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the Kraken Bane just explains that, like, Project Eternity started with this idea of basically using 3D printing technology and mind uploading to create an underclass of basically indentured servants, indentured servants slash slaves, slaves, yeah, infinite debt slaves. Uh, But the mind transfer wasn't perfect. The new people had new souls and you can't, people don't want to pay to die. Usually, although Lauren, (laughs) Lauren is channeling a certain millennial dark humor that maybe flies in the face of that. Lovely. Um, but now they they mastered uh, combining the memories of people. So even if it's a new soul, maybe we could do something about this whole thing. Salvage this project by maybe m- melding people's memories with obedient memories of people who won't narc that the project the process isn't perfect, which is what you guys are seeing. So I mean, I mean, how much of a down payment did you have to make for this body and? I'm pretty sure the APR has to be pretty low because you're assuming a long, long repayment cycle, right? <laughs> I think the Kraken Bay just rolls his eyes at you. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. I thought you were so keen on talking about the financial optics of this. Hmm. Shame. <laughs> the optics are <laughs> won't be important. Soon we'll have four new spokespeople for the initiative. <laughs> the Kraken Banes open up the doors of the mega church, and I, I once again I keep saying how big it is, but it's like if Semuanya only believed in survival, the idea of it having a fancy church, let alone something that looks like Soldier Field, is preposterous. Like you don't. You, is it like the National Cathedral? Uh, <laughs> I'm specifically in my mind. I have Tico Arena. I get what was it? What is it? Oh my God, Jermaine Arena. Now. Yeah, they changed it. Anyway, that's that's fucking nothing to anyone but the three Florida people on this show. Um, <laughs> just whatever whatever sports stadium is in your particular city. That's how big it is. Yeah. Um, the doors are thrown open, and you guys see what Lenora saw. Just pews on pews on pews on pews forever. So many. And then there's a big stage where the, you know, if you've ever seen like a mega church where the people run around giving sermons and screaming about Jesus and asking for donations, there's that stage. Um, On that stage is what's left of Solomon Luna, who has been smashed and his innards ejected through his head um, as he was crushed. And then next to him, you see the thing that did the crushing. I'm going to put an icon on the roll 20. I hope it's the Iron Giant. Oh, it's, 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 
Oh. It's a really big lizard. Is 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 it Mega Luna? Is it? Oh, he's so angry. Luna must prime. It's Costco Solomon Luna. That's why you buy him in bulk, right? <laughs> the family size. Uh, does anybody know what this is a picture of? A lizard. It's the lizard that looks like it's crying blood. Yes, it's called a horned lizard, although in America we actually usually refer to them as horny toads. They're not toads, they're lizards. Yep. Um, but they are a kind of uh, lizard that is famous for shooting blood out of its eye as as a defense mechanism. And the picture I used in Rule 20, this lizard looks like it's crying blood. It's a little upsetting, but they actually shoot it in a jet out to uh, you know ward off attackers. They also are very spiky. Um, this thing is kaiju sized not quite godzilla but it needs to be in this sports stadium thing to fit its body um a couple things about it one is it's so large that it could crush a person so that their insides explode out of their head (laughs) as has been demonstrated another is that this thing looks incredibly old and crusty and like it can't barely lift its body there are tubes running into it like medical tubes um and it looks it looks very bad and old and dying is it Samoanya? Um, and you guys walk into this room, and you see it, and this figure says, "Welcome." Is this a humanoid? No, it is a, a giant, giant, giant horny toad. Okay. Is it the god? Does that why it's full of tubes to keep it alive? You are in the presence of Saint Luna. Heir of Semuanya, conduit of power, and the last living god. Mm. Oh. Okay, going home, bye, guys. You believe it's morning. I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind. You believe it's morning I'm alive But that's the last thing on my mind Y'all see him in the street struggling Young, dumb, and thugging Give a fuck about nothing Stuck at rock bottom Trying to come up on something Pumping from Lauren Austin Credits Love to credit August 2018 God damn, it's already more than halfway through the year What the fuck? You're welcome Please no I did it, I'm taking credit Also, credits, music For August 2018 we have a overclocked remix, Geofractura, an arrangement of Fault Zone from Echo the Dolphin, The Tides of Time. I love we, Echo the Dolphin. I do love Echo the Dolphin, too. It's so hard. <laughs> Impossible, actually. Uh, also, Cream, Phonics remix mm. by the Wu-Tang Clan, and Back in the Game, the Phonics remix by the Wu-Tang Clan. Of course, everyone knows this season's all about the cash, and now it's almost over. We're at the end. Are you excited? I'm excited like every season it's like oh this is too much time for casual laughing with buds for the first couple episodes but Mm -hmm. I also miss uh, my characters at the end of every season so it's like Mm -hmm. bittersweet. Lenora is very good very is your most OC of OCs but also the highest body count so I'm keeping an eye on you. 
I'm not. No, I'm just a marshmallow. Uh-huh. All right. Executive producers for August. It's a weird month, A, because Patreon had a bunch of updates and stuff, and a bunch of the credit cards got canceled. So if you're not on the list, I apologize. Fuck you, Patreon. <laughs> uh, I promise I was not my fault, but I, I have the list they have garnished me with. It's also an alphabetical order for the first time that I'm aware of. So that's another fun little wrinkle. Um, You want to start reading them? Executive producers for August 2018 are A Flaming Horse's Patoot, <laughs> Aki Savalainen, Albert West, Andrew Birmingham, Andrew Fallu, Conduit of Mediocrity Itself, Andrew Grothen, Anna, Anna Michael, Anthony Sever, Arjun Koning, Arna Helgadotir, Artemis BJJ Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in Bristol, August Rue, Bloody Roar Needs Pangolins, it does. I also need pangolins. <laughs> Brady Warner. <laughs> Fuck Brent. According to all law- known laws of aviation, there's no way a B and then it cuts off because you ran out of characters, you sadistic bastard. <laughs> I want to know what the B can't do. It's the, it's, the, it's the script of B movie. It's the first line of oh, the script of B movie. Oh, I've never seen that and I will continue to do that. Okay. Continuing. Cameron Abbas. <laughs> Carter Rayner. Christopher Charlow. Cody Jackson. Counterfeit. Daniel Stashik. Don. Dennis Bangston. Ten- Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin Smith. Douglas Williamson. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. There's a lot of doctors. I've got a very well-read. Some of, some of our listeners are geniuses, and some of them love B-movies. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Getting Brent. Dylan. Uh, Einar Johansson. Ecorin. Elderly Goose. Eleanor Nanante sees Periton. Aline. No, it's Aline! Aline! And Diego Van Dane. Erwan Lilagadik. I think that, that sounds like a hero from Celtish folklore. It does. Exos. Exilaris. Five purple wands. Florian H. You have to say Florian H. Finger guns, finger guns, finger guns. You have to hear the finger guns. I'm getting so dunked on this morning. I didn't <laughs> fuck anything up, I don't think, yet. Francois V. Garrett. Grimlock. Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. Hedron Master. Hustle Bones. I'm a pretty kitty full of snuggles and violence. Aren't they all? Yeah. Ingmar Gremmen. Ionis Soy My Name. Love it. Nicolopolis. Isaac Arevalo. Jack Clo. Like the Clo cards? Jadakins, and then an ASCII picture of a dick. Dick. And it still got me somehow. <laughs> James Neely. Janiac, form of tripping your face off. Wow, big mood. Mm-hmm. Jasper Singh. J. Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Mm. Jeff Clark. Jerry, herself. Jesse Young. Joaquin Groening. John Potts. John Barnett. Joseph Tombrello. Josh Mosier. Joy Fox. Juman Jack. Julian Phillips. Junk 2.0. Just a jester. Justin Berthasel. Conduit of ooh itself. <laughs> Big same. <laughs> now that p- totally puts to bed the theory that it's supposed to be a face. Because how would I pronounce it if it was a face? It's ooh woo. Ooh woo. <laughs> it's a face and an emotion. Uh huh. Jorgen, conduit of name butchering Winework Ford. Caster UK. Kiefer Lowe. Ken Fersel. Kevin Dobbins. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kitty Foe. Criterion. Lana Seawolf. Las Cruz. 
Levy, the young continent of not mad, just disappointed. Oh. Oh, we've all been there. Yeah. Lindsay Pankhurst. Lauren Cates. Luke Powers. Mmm, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at that and you said, mmm, Joe, and not M. Joe as if it was the initial th- first name. I thought it would be funny. Oh, Madison Lilith McKenzie. Major Tim. A cult of Orphanax. Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Weber. Matthew Lackett. Majin. Melissa Booker. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tish. Marissa Donaldson. Michael Hall. Miko from Finland. Morgan Rapp. Nicholas Dominic. Uh, Niels June Aina Joret. I'm so sorry. Noah Sudret. Notorious Stoltz. Paul Mullen. Possum Kingdom Refugee, come to my house. No, we need to go to the Possum Kingdom. That's true. I do love the Possum. But why are they refugees? Is it a terrible kingdom? It's just, it's too much food. Oh, they love their garbage. <laughs> uh, Primordial Orc. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck. Quench the Void. Random Web Person. Razumi Yazura. Rainer the Conduit of Being Stoned. No, that's me. Robert <laughs> Dakin. Ryan Brown. Salad Child. <laughs> Samantha is meing in Tallahassee rain. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Samantha, are you here? What are you doing? Oh no, Samantha. Sarah Stone. Scott Cummings. Scotty Vilhard. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Savarden Akrasimova. Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Stay tuned. Sweaty cucumber. <laughs> Just a little status update on the cucumber. Sydney Marzing. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim podcast credits edition. See, they said they ported it to every platform, but now it's true. It wasn't true until it was in the podcast credits. Oh. Thank you. Oh no, the ghost of Professor Blackwood. You know, <laughs> you know I had to do it to him. The Hadsels. The most wise guru. <laughs> Paladin's wife. Toby Gleason Stack. Toshir Kuru. Shaynus. Vigor Arnston. Victoria Melito. Vizzy Huggles. Wayne Hodgins. Birthday July 30th. Dang, happy <laughs> birthday, bro. Just snug a little birthday wish in there for yourself. That's fun. Ziphosaurus. Yam! Z23619. You didn't like the way I did it last time. How did you like it that time? Jean Valjean's number in Les Mis is two. No, wait. I thought it was... Never mind. Oh, no. You thought you had a reference and it's not the right reference. Oh, God. No, my brain did it bad. I literally thought this... Now that we're far enough into it, I can reveal. I thought this was going to be the lame Miz season. I literally thought that it was just going to be like barricades in the street at some point. Do you hear the Sneeple sing? Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. What else do we do with this part? We talk about animals. Oh, no. Skitch.bandcamp. Yeah, skitch.bandcamp. That's skitch.bandcamp. Bank comp, bank comp. Moms, <laughs> I can't word. Uh huh. Chris Larios at patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. That's where he weekly manga recaps. Uh, Laura, kotaku.co.uk. Lauren Rargalicious on Twitter. Oh, that's me. That is you. I am patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. Um, as I said, Patreon's being weird, so it, help. Please help. I'm dying. We're all dying, but dying. I'm double dying now because the website did a bad. Um, what else? Anywhere on Podbean, Google Play, YouTube. We're probably places I don't even know, but if you just do the things that you're allowed to do there, just click all around. Just just click on stuff, see what feels right. I don't know, algorithms? Yeah, love to click. You gotta click, really. Um, that's it, right? 
Yeah. Thanks to all the cats and dogs listening. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. I met a new cat recently. Yeah. You're, like, obsessed with her, and you hate my cats all of a sudden. Her name's Penelope, and she's a princess, and your cats are goblins. Fuck off! Your cats are goblins. Penelope is a perfect lady, a princess, a queen. I stand for this queen. You're a goblin! Catch him in bed with a goblin. Kissing goblins? Kissing goblins. Goblin vomit. <laughs>